The Women in Agile podcast series amplifies the voices of outstanding women in the Agile community. We are dedicated to sharing the wisdom and inspiration our community has to offer by telling our stories, being thought leaders, and having open conversations with our allies. This series is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. I'm your host, Leslie Morse. Today's a special combined episode where we feature conversations from a father-daughter duo that lives and breathes Agile. I talked with both Rennie Adkins and Shana Atkins recently. While you're here from Shana first on this episode, I actually recorded with Rennie before talking to her. I'm so glad I did because my conversation with him gave me a few special moments to explore when talking to Shana. I hope you're inspired and entertained by their individual stories and shared memories of how the parent-child relationship is one that shapes us as individuals, as women, and as agilists. Before we get into the conversation, here's a brief introduction of our featured guests. Shana Atkins is a product management consultant and agile coach with a passion for utilizing process methodology, information technology, strategic planning, and business intelligence to deliver high-quality software. In addition to her day job, Shana runs queensbrunch.com, a cross-functional community for businesswomen of color. She is also coordinating the Innovate Her Summit in Chicago, which is an event for women executives leading digital transformations in the workplace. Shana, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. It's um, an interesting how we got connected to be able to record this episode. I was having a chat with Lisa Adkins, not Atkins, you're Atkins, yes. she's Adkins. <laughs> Very easy to make that that mistake there. But yeah, I was having a chat with Lisa. She was telling me about um, the way she met you um, through your father, who's also an Agile coach. Yes. Um, so I got I had a chance to record a conversation with Rennie the other day. And the moment she sort of started telling me about having connected with you, I'm like, how do I not know this woman? She sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better through uh, through our chat with this episode. And uh, I feel really confident that we're going to inspire our listeners today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it. Great. Well, let's sort of start off with a question I ask a lot of people, which is, um, this is a Women in Agile podcast series, right? So Agile is a piece of it. How did you go about finding Agile? And what was that sort of origin story for you? Yeah, so um, I found Agile pretty early in my career. I actually um, worked on a project in health and public service. I was um, basically a technical business analyst. I wrote the requirements. I stayed up all night, like working with the developers to launch the product, like hands, like really kind of hands on with this product that I had a lot of passion about, but it took a very, very long time to deliver. And so I then kind of went from that project um, to another project in video streaming. And we, I was a product owner in that project. And I, we like saw the product come to life in two weeks. And the first thing we saw was the login screen. And then, you know, we saw all the functionality and capabilities kind of you know, come alive. And I was hooked. I was like, anything that has to do with Agile, I want to be a part of. So my initial um, track was just through kind of the product management silo. And then eventually I became a coach. That's great. So w- with that journey, what was it that was the 
inspiration and the birth for you to say like, I just don't want to go be an agile coach at some other company or, you know, whether that be a consulting firm or with as an agile coach embedded into a larger organization, you're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to start my own company and not only be an agile coach, but be an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. th- right. There's many that have tried and failed and others yeah. that have tried and succeeded, but you're yeah. one of the youngest, most vibrant, independent women that's an agile coach that I know. And so what was that, that inspiration and, and journey? What's it been like? Yeah. So I actually did do a little bit of coaching at a consulting firm before I decided to go out on my own. What I found is I was kind of stuck in the middle um, while I was doing that, because like you said, I am young. Right. So I just felt like, okay, And then I felt like, oh, I love I would love to do this kind of work with startups, like Mm -hmm. really getting excited about that. And I also, because of my product management background, have a passion for design. So I wanted to start a firm that like really merged design thinking with agile to really focus on the product, right? Because mm-hmm. that was that's what I care about. And then on the flip side of that, I have a passion. I've always had a passion around community. So my thought process was like, oh, I could hire who I want on my team. Like I could work with really cool people with really good backgrounds. And I was not afraid to go after um, employees who have untraditional backgrounds to serve our clients. So that has been really the biggest differentiator for ATCO is that as this um, market has like skyrocketed, I just go to a totally different place for a recruiting pool. So yeah, that's how, that's kind of how I got into it. That's great. So as you go through that, right, you're you're not just doing it alone, right? You know, even from the the episode that I I you know, had a chance to talk with your your father about and hearing a little bit of your story through his eyes, um, you there's a support system around you, and he talked about this this team of women that you have, and almost the sisterhood is yes. I started thinking of it as. Um, how have they played a role in this journey for you um, yeah. as you've gone through it? Yeah. So you bring up my dad. I'll kind of get back to that part of like how, you know, me convincing him to be an agile coach really like helped me to understand how I could find good talent. But um, I always since even since I was, you know, at a consulting firm myself, believe that, you know, a community of women can really just make things happen, right? So um, working on really powerful uh, women-led teams, I knew was something that would uh, would energize me. And so I don't know, just by, like, it actually kind of organically came about. I, I used to host, like, brunches all over the city of Chicago. Um, and, like, it was women, and we, you know, invited other women to speak. So when I started a company, naturally, it would be like women in my community who introduced me to other women to work with. So I find a lot of the times that I'm partnering with really cool women-owned firms. I'd actually just partnered with a firm called Upfront Work um, to do an agile workshop. And then I also find like it's a good like talent. So I actually have a rock star scrum master, Monique, who kills it all the time. You know, I have an agile coach, Teresia, who literally is in PI planning, probably wrapping it up, going into management review as we speak. So they just really like we drive each other and um, we're open to feedback. So we have a continuous learning cycle, even within our company to, to continuously learn and grow. That's great. Are there any specific people that you look to as um, inspiration and kind of advocates or allies for you? 
Yes. So I would say it's interesting because Lisa Atkins was probably one of my largest inspirations, like coming up the reins as an agile coach. As and then, is for many of us. <laughs> yes, right. Like, absolutely. And then um, I would say uh, one of my first kind of trainers, Tanya Trivet, uh, someone who I worked with back in, at Accenture, like she also like was very open and, you know, honest with me. And then I would say like, it's interesting because outside of the women pool, like my, me and my dad have a great relationship and he used to be a business owner. And so once I established ATCO and had a foundation and had customers, I kind of came to him and was like, this is, you know, this is what I have so far. Like, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like I'm on board. I can help out. What do you need? Et cetera. So just having that foundation um, from my family has been really cool. And it's not as common. Like I come from an entrepreneurship family. So it's really, I just do have a lot of support, even from a personal balance standpoint of just making sure no matter what I can, um, you know, grow the company and service clients. Yeah. One of the stories or one of the things that he mentioned to me that really stood out was uh, the two of you were on a trip. You were heading to go see some clients or, or do something of business development. And he said, you're riding in the car and you look at him and you go, dad, are you here? Because you're my dad and I'm your daughter. Are you here because you really believe in this? <laughs> and yeah. he said for, for him, that was really kind of a pivotal moment in terms yeah. of him and supporting you and that he's not just there because he's your dad. So I'm curious, yeah. like, do you recall that, that moment? And, and did that make an impact I, on you? Yeah, I do remember that. It was so, it's interesting because I remember that. And then I was like, as soon as he was like, I'm here because of both, right? Like I'm yeah. your dad and that's what it is. Like I will, you know, follow you into wherever you need to go. And then he was like, but this is a good idea. Like, you know, the design part that you're focusing on, you know, just focusing on agile coaching, this is really like, this is something. The The story that really sticks out to me actually is something different. We were in a training class and I remember uh, someone coming up to to him and saying, oh, hey, like, you know, you're the trainer, like, what do we do, et cetera, et cetera. And my dad looked and was like, oh, no, she's the trainer. Oh, actually, she's the boss. And I was <laughs> like, oh, like, I am, I'm the trainer, yes, and I'm the boss. Like, <laughs> it's so obvious, but um, a lot of times it, it just really taught me, like, not to play small. I'm here, yes, I own the business, yes, I do coach, and yes, I get good results and I measure. So, like, you know, he really helped me out with, with that. That's great. I mean, just the energy and the enthusiasm in your voice tells me that you're probably a person that, you know, put a challenge in front of you and you're like, I'm going to go at it full bore. I'm going to figure out how to conquer this. What would you say are some of those maybe pivotal challenges that you faced through this time? And what have been some of your resources for being successful in, in overcoming? Yeah. So I would say there's like, I would say two major challenges. One is that um, what, like, there's the actual challenge around digital transformation and agile transformation of like, what are we really in this for, right? Like, what is the, the true objective or outcome we're going after? And I am, you know, in this, this cycle where some, some of my clients have done it already. So 
even having that conversation or like being in it and really helping to crystallize a vision around ultimately what are we trying to get to? What's the ultimate like technology and product vision? Um, a lot of companies were trying to reach their 2020 vision and mm-hmm. it's like 2020 is tomorrow, right? So yeah. it's like now I'm talking about like what's our 2025? What does 2030 look like? And how will we truly like move the needle in terms of what emerging technologies are part of your strategy? How does that really impact your customer base like how do we really get there and me just staying on top of the trends like you know I'm going to the Oculus Radical Research Summit in October like I'll go to you know small you know the Grace Hopper celebration where you know a lot of the companies will talk about what's going on Mm -hmm. just being plugged into other startups and what types of technology they are doing and and really being like top of mind for that in this fast-paced um you know, environment is, is important and meetup communities actually are super useful. And then there's the second part, which is like just the, I have a business, but I also coach and I also train. Right. So just, I, you know, have to make payroll every two weeks or like a client has a very, you know, desktop performance has to improve by X percentage in, you know, a short amount of time and really balancing all of that and leveraging the team. I'm not perfect at all, um, but, you know, really kind of letting my team be rock stars and like all of us are in it together while we are all usually coaching and consulting with clients as well. Yeah. So what would you, what are some of the leadership skills that you really pull on in order to go about building that one team approach? Yeah. So I, I really do run agile, like, I mean, run ACO agile. (laughs) So it's like decentralized decision-making, except for the things that are like, you know, really impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then us having an open retrospective, like, even though it's so hard to hear sometimes, it's like, let's put it out on the table. What exactly do we need to improve upon and having those kind of look backs and continuously improving. I also have like a women's, you know, um, community that I've built over the years that I go back to. And I'm also a part of a mastermind group. So just making sure that I surround myself with other business owners, I surround myself with other coaches and I'm, I'm transparent with my team. Um, and using the agile coaching practices that I've spent so much time learning within my team, it's, you know, within our everyday, like I am in living and breathing agile as much as I can, perfect and imperfect. That's great. I love that. Um, as you talk about the open retrospectives, I'm going to, let, let's lean into vulnerability here a little yes. bit, right? You know, feedback is so important. And sometimes that means hearing things that we don't want to hear. And sometimes those can be, Hearing them can be very, very um, impactful, I'll say, in shaping who we are. Can you sort of reflect for a minute on one of those retrospectives and maybe one of those zingers that really got you but opened up your mind to new possibility? Yeah, so (laughs) I would say one of the toughest retrospective conversations that I have to have continuously is around me letting go the thought capital that's up in my head and making sure to continuously like train and communicate the things that I learn, I'm learning to my team as well. Mm -hmm. So making sure that if I go to a conference, somebody else goes to the conference or that, um, you know, we all are kind of setting goals around our professional development. I've actually 
based on that, I actually had to implement a performance management system that was like, you know, more frequent so that employees felt heard. And then also like I had to look within myself and say, hey, like you can't keep it all up here. It's about constantly communicating. It's interesting, though, because it was something that not only applied to my team internally, it applied to my communication with clients being very, I've, you know, had to have very transparent conversations with clients as well. Like, okay, is this, you know, asking good questions and making sure that I'm not just keeping it all up here. Right. Yeah. And having the confidence to just be transparent and always, always, always communicate. Yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It reminds me of a conversation I had earlier today with uh, the team that I get to work on day in and day out about keeping things in your head versus the ways to create shared understanding, um, right. Whether it be because somebody went to a conference or learned something new or just like was in a conversation I wasn't in. And it's like, right? <laughs> so in your quest of emerging tech, right? I'm going to say, let's use a little bit of Harry Potter inspiration. Yeah. I don't remember what it was that they took the magic wands and they could pull memories out and put them into that sink. And then someone else could take it and put mm-hmm. it into their brain. But if you could figure out that emerging tech, that might be really useful because it would help shared understanding all over the place. No, so it's so interesting. One of the, one of the kind of like trends that I'm seeing around vo- virtual and augmented reality as a training tool to kind of like put um, in staff in the scenario of where, you know, what they have to do on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and that sinking in in a totally different way. Like that is something that I do see that's like, oh, how do you like take that magic wand and give somebody else that same experience that you're yeah. having? So I, I would, you know, I know that it's not the same, right? It's not the Harry Potter context, but it is cool what, <laughs> what some of these companies are working on. And I'm like, yes, let's bring it to my clients. Like, let's say, hey, like, is this something that would change or move the needle in your organization? That's That mm-hmm. sounds, you just opened my eyes up to a whole mm-hmm. nother universe of <laughs> agile training opportunities mm-hmm. and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, no, that, yeah. that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about d- a different aspect of virtual um, PI mm-hmm. planning. If everybody's really distributed, but they have these headsets on that make it seem like we're exactly. in the same room. That'd no, be crazy. yes. That is so cool. Yes. So you're not just doing ATCO though, right? You're also involved in this thing called the Innovate Her Summit. Yes. Um, which is, right, I get synergistic with the mission of ATCO and everything. But that, right, coordinating this whole summit and being involved in sponsoring that feels like a whole separate full-time job. So what yeah. was your inspiration to, to create this space where women um, leaders in digital transformation really kind of come together and, and have fellowship? Yeah, so it actually partially came out of a retrospective with my team Oftentimes, though we are a very diverse team, we can all be staffed on various client sites and um, we lose a little bit of that diversity. We feel, you know, singular in that. And sometimes we're working with clients or customers or partners who also may be like, you know, that one woman leader in, you know, in her in architecture or whatever. And so it kind of was born out of, hey, like what is that role to be a woman in this thing called digital transformation right now? And where do you get your community when let's face it, gender parity is just not there yet. Right. Right. So that's, that was the premise of it is like, how can we bring together like-minded executive women 
who are kind of leading this change of digital transformation, thinking about 2025, 2030, um, where do they go? Where is their peer group and, and how do we facilitate community? Ultimately, yes, it's, you know, tangential and, and synergistic with ACO, but I think community always is, is good for the mind, body, soul, and it's good for business. So it, it was a no brainer to kind of move forward with that. Yeah. And so it's interesting. You gave me a perfect lob into something that I get super curious about and I think is an important thing for us to explore in as many of these women agile and women in agile conversations as we can. And that's the idea of um, self-care and professional growth. And I know lots of us turn to our communities to seek yeah. some of that camaraderie and that fuel. So as we start to wrap up today, talk to us a little bit about sort of your self-care regime and what is it that you're doing to continually grow and cultivate the best Shana possible? Yeah. So I would say that one of the things that I do to achieve self-care is I take a day for nothing, right? Okay. <laughs> Just a day of space so that those ideas can marinate <laughs> and everything that I have on my to-do list is on the not to-do list. And and me and my dad actually call this time the lab because essentially every time I take that space, I come out and I'm like, oh, what about this? Oh, how about that? Just, just resetting. Um, and then in terms of just staying on top of trends, I talked about attending conferences, podcasts, um, that sort of thing, like Agile Amped. Yeah. <laughs> and it really helps you. I also like UX Cake a lot because um, it talks about like experience and design, that sort of thing. So yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I want to dig into this idea of this quiet space in the lab. Yeah. Um, is, you know, when you first talked about like, oh, I need quiet space, I'm imagining like it's a Saturday morning and you put away all of your digital technology and you kind of go to this Zen thing. But then when you bring in this aspect of like, oh, it's like a lab and I find myself creating, having the space to innovate, that doesn't match the mental model that I originally had. So can you just tell us more about that ritual? Yeah. So actually it is. You, I take away technology. Okay. Um it is kind of a complete like unplug. The reason why I call it the lab is because of what happens after that, right? Gotcha. And yeah, so it's like right after I take space and time, no technology, no anything, it's almost like the space allows for me to be this mad scientist again, mm -hmm. you know, and, and create and, you know, be the best that I can be for clients and for my team. That's really cool. That's really cool. And is would you say that it's a ritual you're able to incorporate kind of every week or what's the cadence you look for? Yeah. On good months, it's every week. On That's bad cool. months, it's like my family and friends and everyone around me is like, I think you should take a Saturday. <laughs> you know that thing that you do? Like, you really need to do that. And it's, so it's that. you people notice the difference and everyone knows that I do it because I literally cut off communication. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. That's cool. So then one final question for you yeah. before I'll ask for maybe any final inspiration and wisdom you may have. But when you think about the professional growth journey you're on, is there anything that you've got on your calendar coming up that you're just super jazzed and excited about going to attend? Yeah, so I would say the Innovate Her Transformation Summit is on August 23rd, um, mm -hmm. but the community will actually be active after that. And then the Oculus Radical Research Summit is okay. um, September. And then I'm probably going to go to the SAFE Summit. So those are like the major activities that I have planned right now. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, I hope to see you at one of those as our worlds continue to uh, start overlapping more. I'm very excited about that. So final question for you, Shana, any kind of wisdom or inspiration you want to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I would say like connecting to the why and just going from there and forgiving yourself. Like, I think, you know, this is the Women in Agile series. And I find that I I meet a lot of rock star women who Mm -hmm. don't applaud themselves enough. It's like, you know what? You're here and you're probably killing it. Write that down and read it and congratulate yourself. Yeah. And, and with that, like I applaud you, I applaud all of our listeners that are making the time to, to weave, you know, these women in agile conversations into the day. And, Absolutely. Yeah, um, and thank you, Shana, for making this time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie. And to the listeners, I am looking forward to just connecting with you all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Rennie Atkins is a Lean Agile coach with combined passion for process improvement, agile planning, and lifelong learning to drive enterprise-wide transformations. Currently supporting a global business transformation in the oil and gas industry, Rennie has over 25 years in lean operations, construction project management, financial planning, and systems and quality management. Rennie has a keen interest in business agility and systems thinking. Rennie, thank you for making time to talk with us today. Sure. My pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah. So let's just want to get a a touch of uh, background uh, before we get into it, right? You, if you've done right financial planning and construction project management, lean operations, when did you really actually kind of find agile in the formal sense? Okay. So um, through the, the, I guess the meat or the large part of my career, uh, working career, I was an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I had a, a niche business where we did trial discovery document management for law firms or e-discovery as it became shorthand. And there was a, a lot of lean practices around that. Um, and ultimately, we met a digital disruption that was of the, of the scale that had um, we just couldn't overcome ultimately. Um, and so when I discovered agility as something different and sort of kind of went on that journey, um, I, I just, I was just over so impressed at, um, the difference it could make in an organization. So, um, so once I got on that journey, I wasn't turning back. Yeah, that that's so common that we hear that from so many people. It's like once I found Agile, I couldn't imagine having worked in other ways. Um, I think that's one of the cool things about the work we get to do uh, within this industry and this focus area. Right. Now, would you have, if you as we think about your role sort of as an ally that helps build up the the careers other women have and create space for them, would you have a you know? said that that was something you were intentionally working towards even prior to finding Agile? Or when would you say that you, you know, sort of started paying attention to making space and and driving for more equality? Well, so you mentioned my daughter, Shana, right? Um, Who I am proud to say I'm very close with. Um, she actually found an agility journey 
um, as and her role with Accenture. Actually, it was it was um, um, I don't know. She's been gone from there for four or five years, and she kind of started on that journey. And um, and so she decided to build her own practice. And in the course of supporting her, um, you know, we were kind of on it together, I guess. Um, and that was, you know, as I mentioned just before, I found um, this opportunity with uh, Solutions IQ. Um, so in the process of supporting her, um, you know, I kind of became very passionate around, you know, watching her build her community of of people, uh, mostly women, um, whom she whom supported her and she supports. Um, and then I became part of that community, um, doing the mutual support as well. Um, and so that's sort of how I guess the the real meat of sort of being the ally um, for women in Agile kind of happened. Yeah. And, and how was it that you kind of became aware of the women in Agile movement in the more formal sense of that? Was that something that you discovered through your daughter or did you come to find it um, through other channels? So I would have to say other channels. Um, and when I say it, the reason I say it like that is because uh, I was just engaged with my daughter and her community and because, you know, <laughs> because it's my daughter and her friend. Yeah, of course, and, you were being a good dad. <laughs> and, and I'm just there. Uh, but then, you know, in the course of it, it's like, oh, there's sort of like a, you know, a real almost like discipline or effort, or whatever. I don't know what to call it. Uh, women in Agile, right? Sort of it's a, it's a thing. Um, and but but when I discover that it's that I'm already kind of in it, you know. Yeah, and and I think that's the that's the cool part um, about this is that it's the it's it was almost sort of like when I discovered Agile in a little bit, right? It's a oh, all of a sudden, like there's something that's already out there that's in support of these things that I'm already doing naturally. So how can I tap into this to amplify things I'm already doing? Um, right. Which is which is pretty cool. The um. So I'm curious, this convergence of discovering the formal women in Agile movement, the work that your daughter um, has been doing, and, and really it's actually more about your role as a father um, of right, a successful female leader and an Agile coach. How does that shape the way that you show up and create space with your clients and in other areas of your life? Like, How does that infect the way that you are as an Agile coach? Wow, Leslie, I think that's a great question. Um, and probably one I, well, I know I haven't given it a lot of thought, but um, I mean, the commute, the, the, when I think about my clients um, and I think about, I'm, I've always been struck by the diversity of, of this particular client that I'm working with. Um, and um, I don't know. I just feel like it, it, it's it's been a great opportunity to be in that situation where 
there are women around who are, you know, on this agile journey and, and I kind of identify with them, you know, as, as like I have identified with my daughter's journey and, and it's such a, it's, 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 it's a great opportunity for me to support them, right. Sort of to, to help spread, um, you know, the success that my daughter had, see other people enjoy a similar success. Yeah. Do you find yourself, um, sort of seeing aspects of your daughter in some of them? And, you know, it, it's, I, I make up this story that it's, you know, it might not be hard to go dad versus go coach, <laughs> you know, well, you know yeah. be, be more of a dad to some of them when you kind of start getting into those, those relationships and conversations. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, that's a true statement. Uh, and, and, and I do, I do do that. But I think it's fair to say that even when I'm with my daughter, um, being dad is is not like pro- what you might think. I mean, like because because my daughter is. I mean, she's she's very intelligent. Um, she's very focused. Uh, she's pretty determined. Um, so you know, so my conversations with around her, for example, self care. Right. Like we, you know, I am first and foremost, when I'm in conversation with her, I want to check in with her on that. Like, you know, I want to make sure she's taking care of herself. Um, she, uh, as an entrepreneur, I know that she loves you know, practicing agility, being an agilist, but I also know she has accountability for working on her business. Right. And, some of the things that, you know, people in business maybe not like to do, deal with yeah. personnel issues, deal with cash flow issues, deal with contract issues, um, legal support, wh- whatever it might be. Right. I mean, those those, um, you know, that's that's a responsibility that she has. And I know those things are um you know, they're important and they can take a toll if you don't. Yeah. And having been an entrepreneur, right. I had to start up in college and, and was very much right. Involved with that endeavor and, and led into another, right. Very small kind of startup company, um, after, after college. And that sort of work doesn't ever turn off, right. When, when you're in that entrepreneurial mode, um, it's not like it's a job you go to and you might get to go home at the end of the day. At that point, it's like you are the company. And so that that lens of self-care and, and kind of reflecting and being that mirror for her, I think is so important because as an entrepreneur that's building a new practice, right, it's so easy to find yourself just working 24 hours a day and, and your brain never gets to kind of shut off. So I think that that's really great that you lead with that idea of checking in with her on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I kind of get curious about and like, you know, the, the dynamics of here, um, because right. It is as much as the agile industry has grown. Um, it's also still kind of small. So in, I don't know what it is about us and meeting other agilists, but, um, 
connections happen and, and people form deep friendships and deep connections all the time, right? You've got the added benefit of this being, right, you know, a, tr- a strong familial bond within the agile industry as well. But I've got, you know, friends that are women and men that, you know, work from competitors. And there's always that sort of dance that we do when we're talking about work and like, hmm, what can I really say to you and not say to you? Because like, you're technically the competition, but you're also one of like my closest friends. So how does that show up at home? Because right, since she's building her own business and you're now working right, you know, with a really large agile consultancy employed as a coach, how do you guys do that dance? Uh, Well, Leslie, I, to, to me, it's not a dance yeah, because, you know, it's family first, right? So that's like, you know. I get that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, uh, what's important to me is um, to see my daughter be successful, to see her be encouraged, lifted up, uh, you know, supported. Um, so that's, that's my priority. That's great. What are some of the other kind of, I think, stories or uh, things that you've experienced through this mentorship and and, and her building her company that um, would be inspirational for others um, to sort of look at the way that they're helping build other people's opportunities and other people's careers um, in in ways that I kind of guess would be meaningful for them? Yeah, I, I think what was inspirational to me for sure, and I would think it would be inspirational to others, is um, when I think about Shana, she's built she's she she's built this really great community of people um, all over the world, right? And and that call on her, and that she can call on for support. And to me, that that that's impressive and that's always you know something that that i thought was it's what it inspired me for sure yeah and the i would imagine that that's you know both within and outside of the the agile community is that true yes both within and without uh, in and out of the agile community um but pretty pretty solidly Inside of the Agile community, like there, she's got quite a few uh, Agilists uh, in the community for sure. Yeah. What other things, uh, you know, maybe stories of interactions that the two of you have had that uh, that have really stood out for you over the years? <laughs> well, one one that stands out for me is like she was early on in her, her uh, business, um, she had uh, you know, was scrappy and, you know, trying to pull together client, you know, relationships. And, um, and I remember, uh, traveling with her, um, to deliver some trainings and have some conversations and, you know, and I, you know, it went all right, I think. And, but I remember we were, we were traveling back home and, um, and she looked at me and said that, are you, what is she, she says, are you with me here because you're my dad and you'll just go with me anywhere? Or do you really believe this is, you know, viable? And I, I looked at her, I go, both. 
<laughs> like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, even if I didn't think it was viable, I'd still be here you know, hanging out with you. But I also think it's viable. I think it's not only viable. I think it's 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 uh, I'm optimistic for you. Like, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, that, that's when it stuck out of my head. Oh, that's so that's such a good story. Such a good story. Is there um, is there any I think, you know, wisdom or advice you would give to, um, you know, I don't want to just narrow it down to, to fathers because given this is the women in agile podcast, there, there may not be many fathers listening, but maybe we'll just think of it as parents, mm-hmm. right? You know, parents that are, are listening and, you know, creating space for this next generation of leaders and agilists, um, and, and wisdom you'd like to leave, uh, or to, or, or share with them? Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I think we want to cur- encourage this next generation, um, to continue to build community, right. To build, to, to surround themselves with, uh, like-minded conscious leaders. Mm-hmm. And I love that word conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be critically important. Um, it's certainly part of the conversation that, uh, my client leadership is engaged in right now. It's like one of the big challenges is, you know, what is it that, you know, they need to be doing to attract and, Generation Z and continue mm-hmm. to set them up for success. Um, and these are some of the things that come up, right? And so I think as as leaders, as parents, as, you know, mentors, I think it's important to continue to encourage um, building community. Yeah. And I, listening to you talk, it makes me get curious about sort of some of the core values that you live by um, and that, that shape the, the choices and the interactions you make. Because I think you know, that, that value of being conscious to it and into leadership and that, that commitment to, to community, w- would you say that those are explicit core values of yours or are there other core values that sort of are, are shaping the way that, that you work with Shana and, and show up with your clients? Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I have like a, 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 a sort of written down set of uh, values that I've, you know, can identify and say, oh, you know, I've made these, you know, my own that I definitely, you know, um, adhere to strictly. Um, but by the way, when, when I think about values and principles around agility, right? Th- those, I mean, those capture a lot for. Yeah, they a do. Lot That's a fair us. point. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's no need to, you know, to, to, I mean, obviously, you know, along the journey, you know, we've all had to anchor ourselves, um, in, in various messaging in order to, to progress. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, cer- I'm certainly no different. Um, 
but you know, I think that yeah, I think that the values and principles of agility are certainly serving this moment really well right now. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting as you as I start thinking about those and just the agile manifesto in general, um, and how if we reframed, you know the Agile Manifesto in the context of our quest for more equality, Um, even just things like, you know, individuals and interactions over processes and tools, how often, right, we fall victim to processes and tools that sometimes make equality harder, right? And, And don't necessarily create the space to showcase everybody's talents just because the process says we've always had to do it this way. And that process might not give equal voice to the diverse audiences and the diverse, I guess, not audiences, but workforces and communities that are, that are assembling today. Um, and you could almost sort of use those, those values of the manifesto and go kind of through them and ask ourselves how they, they shape the way that we show up and, and create space for others. That's well said. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts that you want to, to leave with people today? Um, I, I, I really want to wish, uh, the, the, the journey that you're on with, with women in agile, great success. Cause I think it's, it's really cool. Um, it, 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 you know, makes my heart smile that there, here's going to be another sort of community that I'm going to encourage my daughter to connect to. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's really great. Yeah. And we're, and we're glad to have you out there as an ambassador, Rennie. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for making the time to chat with us today. My pleasure, Levin. Enjoyed it. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening to this special dual episode conversation of the Women in Agile podcast series. It is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile nonprofit organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. We hope you learned something new and invite you to tell a friend or a coworker about the podcast. You can go online to womeninagile.org to learn more about our initiatives and find additional inspiring podcast conversations.